going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Swingman Podcast. It's podcast number 123, I want to say. Is it, am I right there? Is it 123? Yeah, yeah, 123. Yeah. One, um, as ever, I'm your host, Jordan Joined as I am all the time by Louis Halpin and Lewis Howard. We're going to aim for a bit of a shorter podcast today. So we're not going to fly through things, but we're going to go for a more condensed approach. But as always, before we start, we've got to make sure we ask, hey, chaps, doing? You well? Are you good today? Yeah, not bad, not bad. We've actually missed quite a bit in the like, week or so that we, we haven't recorded, so we need, do need to get stuck in. Yeah, and we're at a, we're a different type of recording time as well, so you got us bright and early, got got us with yeah. high energy rather than our sort yeah. of like lackadaisical yeah. evening selves. Yeah, uh, and we'll keep this this fantastic energy up whilst I'm here, and then we'll bring it crashing down because we're going to talk about <laughs> Game 7 of uh, the Sixers Celtics. We're going to not spend too much time on this because there isn't too much. I did say that if they didn't win the Game 6, they were going to be cooked, but my God, I didn't think they'd have got this cooked in the Game 7. I thought they would have put up some form of effort, uh, but it was just a sort of, you've got to appreciate the, the greatness of the games when people have these games and Jason Tatum put up a gamer. That's what it was. Yeah, it was, it was basically a story of the, the complete opposites with the two teams. You had Tatum just go absolutely ballistic and and bead and hard and just be absolutely rubbish. So, and as I said before, I give Embiid a little bit, of, kind of a little bit of slack because he is playing definitely playing for an injury. But even so, you just got to perform better than that in a game seven. And all credit to Tatum. The Sixers are definitely not staying together as a full team <laughs> come next season, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But you know, obviously we've got a lot of Celtics ball to talk about because another series has happened since then. It's quite far, so I'll, so I'll save that for uh, for a bit later. But yeah, basically, Tatum, incredible game. Sixers didn't look like they wanted to play. Yeah. I, I mean, there is a portion of it where I think guys like hard, and then I guess someone like Embiid hasn't really shone in those types of uh situations or environments before you know game sevens anyway or close out games and doc rivers can be counted amongst that and obviously doc rivers has been a victim of this uh i guess this pretty catastrophic defeat i mean i i don't want to go too harsh because i didn't expect the sixers to win this series i, I guess once they had taken the lead and got that that uh, win in, in the garden i was expecting I was expecting them to go through there because it looked like the Celtics had sort of run out of ideas. And like, I think, yeah, as we get onto the next series, I think we can talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, there, there, there is a real, and I don't want to say sort of like a, a bottling thing with, with the six is an element where you just don't really expect them to win. But I think if I'm going for more tangible things, I think and be like you said, maybe playing for an injury, but he looked exhausted by the second quarter. Um, and I think that's a consistent thing with him. I don't think his fitness is good enough. When he was getting switched on to Jason Tatum, which he was in those sort of later stages of that game, the second half, where he really started to catch fire, Jason Tatum. Um, you know, I, I think I've seen videos of Jokic getting taken the mick out of when he's getting switched on the perimeter. And it was, I, I can't lie, it wasn't too dissimilar. And Bede looked like he was absolutely out of place out there. And they just picked them apart, really, which is strange because, you know, Joe Mazzula's not shown a... Very uh, like immense coaching proficiency in his other series, but it looked like they were out full. And I think the Sixers kind of gave up, unfortunately, which is a, a shame for all the Philadelphia fans out there, given the position that they are in. Yeah, it's uh, 
It was a tough one. The, the game six was the was the the crux of it. If they don't win, yeah. if you don't want to close that game, if you don't want to close that game at home, then you're sort of being asked to be beaten in the game seven one. But it's uh, it's what it is. There'll be there'll be changes to be made. There has been yeah. changes with the Dot Rivers, and like we've like we said before, in the off season, we're going to have a little break after the finals. But in the off season, we're going to come back, and we're going to not for every, all thirty teams, but for a large majority of the NBA, we're going to do sort of. 10 to 15 minutes on what we'd potentially look at cutting and changing from the roster, who we'd bring in and see how we could pick up and revitalize yeah. and rebuild some teams in the, uh, in the off season. I think the six is, is we'll a, look forward is to. A, the six is a tough one. I, I really don't know what, what moves to make there. And I also think there could be, I, I think Embiid may get a bit restless at some stage. And even though he doesn't deserve it because he hasn't done what's necessary to be like, Oh, I deserve more. I don't think, I can see that being something that materialises maybe within the next couple of years, if I'm honest. Yeah, potentially so. But that's that's stuff that we can talk yeah. about in the offseason. We'll keep we'll keep to the playoffs now and we'll keep on to this. But we'll move then on to when the Celtics moved into the conference finals and we'll talk about Miami, Boston. Now, Miami again going into the series as the underdog, as they've always been for every series. And I think rightly so. You're going to be expected for Miami to be the underdogs regardless of what they've done in the Bucks, regardless of how they've played in the playoffs, they're always going to come into this. In every series in this year, in the playoffs, they're going to be the underdogs. And like the trend has continued, Miami then came out and proved everyone why they probably shouldn't be the underdogs. Went up to a 3-0 lead. Uh, the Celtics pulled one back and it's 3-1. It's more of, would you say it's more of the Heat being great or is it the Celtics being bad, Lewis? How would you describe this series so far? Um I think it's a mixture of both, which is obviously the cop-out answer. But as opposed to, you know, we talked about the last game where there was such a difference between how well Tatum played and how badly the the, the other two played on the Sixers. In in this series, obviously, there's been games, like I, I, not the last game that the Celtics just won, but the one before where Tatum and Brown just had absolutely awful shooting nights. So you can, you can point to games. I think it was that game anyway. You can point to games where obviously they've been subpar, but... I think you just have to give credit to the Heat, especially to Eric Spolstra. Oh. <laughs> and play him He's very excited about him. <laughs> yeah, we, we caught that just at the end there. Basically, it spoke yeah. being the, spoke <laughs> being the difference. Spoke yeah. being the difference. Is the yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because people have harped on a lot about, you know, the undrafted players. I know there's been a bit of discourse about that. People saying it's disrespectful the way some the media or some people are talking about those players as if they're like absolute bums. But at the end of the day, you know, you, as you said before, they've been the underdog in almost every series. So they were against the Bucks and they are in this one. You, you don't expect the kind of production that you have been getting from those players and it's credit to those players and to the coach who I think most people would say that Eric Spolster is the best coach in the NBA at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I, I probably echo those sentiments a little bit. I just want to kind of point out how, like you say, they're, they're underdogs. And I think there's been a little bit of like, oh, why, why the Heat so underrated? I know that that ASPN stupid model gave them it was like a 5% chance of winning, which I think... 3, 3%. 3%. Three, yeah. That's probably yeah. just more clickbait than it is an actual... Yeah, I mean, look, look at the finals one before when it was Celtics yeah. Warriors. They gave the Warriors, it was, it was like 20 or 30% chance, yeah. which absolutely no one believed, so... I, you know, like... Just going into the playoffs, we, we, we can all like. I mean, we can all say this now, but this is just completely unexpected, I guess, because the Heat were not good in the regular season. I think 
of all teams in the playoffs once the playings had been done. They lost the first playing game anyway, which is just yeah. far away in our memories at this stage. But I think they had the worst offensive rating out of all teams in the playoffs going into the playoffs. Um, even in that playoff game, I think it was Gabe Vincent had zero points in either the Atlanta or the Chicago series. And now he's looking like Dame Lillard, uh, just absolutely <laughs> touching in Boston in in those couple of games and um, it is just like a remarkable turnaround. I can't really quantify it or explain it too much and especially when you think that the Heat's second leading scorer, Tyler Hero, went out within in the first round and hasn't played a game since. I'm not sure if having more opportunities, you know, guys like Duncan Robinson getting more involved. Kevin Love's obviously now injured but he was he was a pretty big part of those past couple of series they've won and this one as well. Um it's really strange, I've got to say, but I think it's all typified by just what a kind of aura that Jimmy Butler is transmitting at the minute. And I think there are little bits. I think guys are scared of him. I think, like, you know, you see the sort of pelters that Grant Williams is getting just for talking back at him. And I have no issue with that because someone needs to do it. Someone needs to get in his face a little bit because these other guys are just being a bit too respectful and a little too meager. Um, and I said this in the group chat the other day, you get to this point every stage in the playoffs where you realise Jalen Brown cannot dribble the ball. And I think it just yeah. becomes a little bit of a crux at some stage. And I'm not going to be... if they, They're going to lose this series, obviously, but it would have been worse if it was a sweep. I'm not going to be one of those guys who'd be like, I think they need to trade one of these now because I think you want to keep the asset, and I think they still have a good chance of winning the East with those two. But I think we need a bit more from Jason Tate. I think he needs to develop to that stage where he is a 1A, whereas right now I think he's a 1B. But he's 25, and he can get better. He's got a ceiling, whereas Jalen Brown, I think, with his limited maybe shot, not limited, but he can't get to the extent that Jason Tatum can with his shot making and shot creation more so. Um but this is, I mean, even if they lose, I don't care if they got one game. This is really poor from them because they are the strong favourites here. I think the Heat's roster is not great. And I think the Celtics roster is quite good. So I think you, you, know, you yeah, can blame I, it on anyone here, but yeah, it, it's bad. Just to, just to sort of piggyback off it in terms of what you've mentioned before there, the fact that Miami don't have Tyler Hero is a like it, it, yeah. it is being overlooked completely because of how well Jimmy Butler has been playing and how some of those guys have stepped up. And I wouldn't know if I'd, I wouldn't say if I'd call it an aura, but more perhaps of just Jimmy Butler's sort of mindset, the heat culture that comes about it with everything. Mm. Sorry, I'm going I'm to sneeze here. <laughs> that's the aura. That's the heat culture. Yeah, that, that's that, that's the Jimmy Butler one. But I mean, you you but you guys know how much I've loved Jimmy Butler before. It's the whole thing that mm -hmm. comes around of him. Uh, in terms of the comparing him to the regular seasons and out, completely fair argument. But from what we've also seen of Jimmy Butler before, he does yeah. seem to sort of hold back in the regular season and then go for the playoffs. This isn't a new thing, perhaps, for Jimmy. The the extent and the levels of what he's playing at are new. He's never really hit this high, I'd say. Definitely not in terms of leading a team and being that out-and-out. Out. Arguably, before, this, before the other series that we'll talk about later, would have been the best player in the NBA playoffs before the other series kicked in. But everything that comes around still, anyway. this, There still is, but I, I wouldn't... Uh, for me, it is Jokic. There's just yeah. you can go from. Yeah, it. he's top but, two. He's, he's top, he's two, top two. But everything that's come from the Heat here right now, Jimmy Butler getting the other guys involved. He doesn't seem to be that superstar that is the ball hogger and I'm going to go out and score sixty. Even though he can do it and has done it in some games, he very much does try to get every single person involved in the team and and cooking straight away. Off the Celtic side of things, I agree. I don't think. I think it'd be easy, and I know I said this after like. 2-0 or 3-0 down, 
I think it'd be easy for them to move Jalen Brown on. And potentially they could do that in terms of, because you're not going to move Tatum. You're going to move Brown if you're going to move one. Mm. If you move Jalen Brown on, you could potentially get a more complimentary piece to Jason Tatum and you'd have to give up a few other things and you'd get a few other things back for it. But I don't think it's at the stage yet where you necessarily would. I think because of the coaching situation as well, it would be a bit rash to act in that manner. I can see them getting rid of some of the other sort of nicer pieces, the Derek Whites of the lots, the Malcolm Bogdans. I can see them getting a nice package together and try and get that third piece in that you can then have as the quote-unquote trio. But again, that's something we can talk about in the off-season of what we do with the Celtics and how we'd go about it. But... I mean, the other thing, I know you mentioned that the series is done. We've never seen it before. This NBA season and the playoffs nice. right now. Is there any chance if if the Heat win, if they cut, if the Celtics win game five, and then, you know, if if the Celtics nick one, is there a chance you could see it happening? Or is this one, Miami will just take it in game five and it's done? I mean, there's a chance because I think we'll believe that the Celtics have the better roster and... It, you know, you can't say they've got the best player anymore because of what Jimmy Butler's doing, but Jason Tatum has the ability to be the best player in the series. The issue, I think, is is they've struggled to find consistency game to game in the Celtics, so you're expecting one of these games where at least one of Tatum or Brown is going to have one of those rough shooting nights, and if that's the case, are they going to be able to, to win that game? And it's interesting you talk for about complimentary pieces i saw jj reddick talking about Jokic and murray which we'll get on to later and how they work so well as a tandem in, a, in the two-man game play on each other and he talks about connectivity and ju- just basically how how well your, your stars fit really and when it comes to brown and tatum i, I know we've harped on about this for ages it's, they're just not the it's not a natural fit and no sometimes you feel like they need someone there to maybe help generate the offense or be a sort of floor general and as we said when it's kind of your go my go and sometimes you see Jalen brown the ball as Louis said he's not the best ball handler and he can be a bit careless at times yeah on the other hand you could have said that about like in terms of stagnation in the offense and problems with the offense you could have said that about the heat this entire regular season but just the way Jimmy Butler transforms his game in the playoffs, it transforms the entire offense for the Heat as well. And I also say one, another part of it that has definitely helped them out is, especially this series, Bam's getting a lot more involved and players like Duncan yeah. Robinson have Bam, benefited Bam massively from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson cutting off him or, or giving it to Bam in the post and letting him find the cutters or the outlet passes it's helped their offense massively as well on top of Jimmy Butler just being that guy. Yeah, it, completely. And that, it just made me laugh slightly thinking about it, but we've obviously never seen a 3-0 comeback. And the thought of it, the first person being to coach a 3-0 comeback being Joe Mazzula is quite <laughs> funny. Uh, I, I'm sorry, that's just not going to It's not going to Yeah, I, look, in our lifetimes, I do think it will happen. I do. I oh, really boy. do think the way the NBA is working now, especially, I can see someone coming back from 3-0 down in the playoffs. The thing I'll say about this, though, 
if look game five now Celtics home court there you've got to be up for it that, that's the game they have to win and then game six is is Miami game six for Miami is their game seven essentially is the, yeah. the thing that will go about with this but in the same sense the Celtics at home have not been good so nah, it's yeah. the it's the, yeah, two the issue yeah they just don't have the home court advantage that other other teams do and I don't really know why to be honest it's just, it's just a weird phenomenon yeah yeah but um so. In any case, look, if we go through here, Miami will go into the NBA Finals. That's how we're going to say this. This would look quite funny if in what? How, how many? When's it going to be on? If, if in five, six days' time they're not, then yeah, we can come back and laugh at us and this is how we'll go. Yeah. In any case, we'll move over. We'll move over to the West side and a, a little bit of a different series, although very similar in, in, some, uh, in some remarks, is the Lakers denver um a 4-0 sweep not even a, we're not even getting a gentleman's out here we're just getting swept uh lebron james has not threatened but has toyed the idea of retirement but i think this series is the prop series of nikola Jokic. um this was an all-timer series this is something louis that i think you'd say joel and b has never done but mm. Jokic has now done you can now always put, and he's been great throughout the other series that he's played in the NBA playoffs so far this year. Um, but this is definitely the the one where Jokic stamped his his authority all over it. This was Jamal Murray had great games, and a few others chipped in, but this was a Nikola Jokic dominant series performance. Yeah, it's it's just nuts that you know you're looking at the stat line there, and he's he's got 28, so we'll call it 15. It's so nuts he's gone again. Right, there's 12 all right yeah 20 28 15 and 12 for the series and you could make the argument i wouldn't make the argument i just want to say that now but you could make the argument you could have given that western conference finals mvp to to jamal murray because there was a few games in that series where he actually just went ballistic and i think he was i think he's the first player in an, in a western conference finals to score 30 plus points on 50 40 90 splits which is wow. just mad and then you got Jokic on the other side Who's the first player in Western Conference Finals or a Conference Finals? I can't remember. It might just be Western to average 25, 10, and 10. So it's just like pick your poison. I think, obviously, for me, I'd side with Jokic purely because I think when you watch Denver, it's mainly through him and you can quite clearly see he's the best player on the call. So just massive props to them, to that entire team. Aaron Gordon had a massive game in that, in that last game, made a couple of big stops. Bit of a yeah. scuffle with LeBron, but you know, that was kind of just frying handbags, really. And I know we didn't finish on the Sun series before because that was another just like all time where some of the stat lines and performances being put in that one mad. But obviously Denver got through and Jokic had a big closeout game in that one. Looking towards the Lakers, you know, you obviously don't feel great because you got swept. But you, I do think you got swept by the better team. You know, it, it, even so, you don't want to get swept. But the, the Nuggets are the better team. And considering where the Lakers were, at the start of the season. I think you have to take this as a success. You found some players that you can definitely build off of. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason and if they keep all of them. I think D'Angelo Russell is probably the one with the biggest question mark. Louis, you've probably got a few choice words to say about yeah, that. No, I won't take and the then, victory that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then finally on, on LeBron, he obviously just like threw everything he could at that first half in that game and was just absolutely destroying the nuggets but yeah you know, he obviously is 38 now so he just can't keep it up for, 40, for all 48 minutes and there just wasn't 
enough production from it from everyone else to get it over the line. There were nearly was, but the, you know, it was a close one in the end. Jokic hit that running layup to to seal the game after you know a couple of misses after that, but he hit the game winning shot, I guess you can call it. In terms of retirement, I think that's mainly just to kind of spin the narrative away from the fact that Lakers just got swept. So I wouldn't I wouldn't look too no, much into I, that. I, I wouldn't all, look too much onto it. Yeah, um, we, we, we all know it, him and Bronny. He wants to play with Bronny, so uh, I wouldn't Well, uh, yeah, there's other things that can come from that. But I mean, Louis, in terms of, of this, is there anything that you necessarily saw again? I, I mentioned this to Lewis in terms of the Celtics. Say, was this more of the Nuggets being really good or more of the Lakers being a disappointment? I, it's hard to say because I think in a couple of those games the Lakers did play quite well. I know we mentioned that we talked about the game one where you know they, they really almost stole that one, and if they do, I think this is a completely different series. And I don't think they were that yeah. bad in game two either. Um, I think when you say about LeBron not being able to to do it for forty minutes, that like is forty eight minutes. Sorry, I think that's a, a pretty fair sentiment. I think it goes on a game to game basis as well. I think. You saw on a couple of occasions where previously in the in you know years past he would have you know driven to the basket made a play something out of that and have just been unstoppable or you know he's got his little post up fade away type of thing where he's so strong and so big you can't stop it. I think you saw him in a couple of these occasions jacking up threes because he was tired and he couldn't he just like he couldn't drive to the basket he physically couldn't do it. And I think in those instances, he probably would have been better off deferring to someone like Austin Reeves or, you know, I mean, Davis is his second best player, but we know with him, it's also on a game-to-game basis, alternate days, as they say. Um, he'll he'll come with it some days and he won't the others. Defensively, always great. And I, I, I can't really fault him for this series either. I think it's just impossible to stop Jokic going. Um, but... I think LeBron would have benefited a little bit more from deferring to someone like Reeves, who I think has really grown in the estimation of a lot of people over this postseason. And I think um, they'll do well to keep hold of him because I think a lot of teams will be wanting to give him a lot of money. But I think um, what I saw here is I think LeBron was the best player in the NBA for a number of years, not just because of his scoring or anything like that. He was just the guy who made everyone around him better. And I think that's what separated him from someone like KD or Kawhi who were scoring forwards and defensive aspects to it. But they didn't have that ability to make, you know, elevate everyone. And I think LeBron did do that to a certain extent this postseason. I think, you know, when you look at those trades that they made in the offseason, not a lot of them really contributed that significantly. But I think there was just such a belief that LeBron kind of instilled in everyone post that trade, which made it successful and I think getting rid of Russ was obviously quite important but I think the guy who is the best at making everyone around him better in the NBA now is Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA I think I I think that's pretty certified for me obviously it's kind of recency bias because Yanis may have had that title when he goes out in the first round he's injured so there's some debate to be had there but I think Denver's ability just to get a good shot via Jokic, either his shot, you know, he'll get a bucket or he'll just create something for someone out of nowhere. And it's a good shot, you know. That's something that someone like the Celtics don't have. You know, when things are getting a bit hairy, like you said, they don't have someone who can set the table and he can do that in any circumstance. If things are getting a bit hairy and the other team's on a scoring run, he'll get something for him and then it just calms everyone down. And that's probably why they're going to win the championship, if I'm being quite honest. I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit there. Um, but it was just a yeah. It, that, that's his, some of his stats in the series haven't been too impressive. But I think once you 
just clock his overall impact and influence on, on the game and the series. I don't think it can be argued that he was obviously diverse, uh, deserving of the Western Conference Finals MVP, which is kind of a procession. I don't see the point yeah. of that trophy, quite honest. But yeah, yeah no, it's, it's just impressive. Yeah, it's just, I think you say, one thing that always comes up when people, and I know this is, you know, Jokic's biggest, has been the biggest argument for years, but when you look at the advanced metrics of things, it always shows up how much playmaking adds to the offense of a team or to the offensive impact of a player. And you just see it with Jokic when, say, for example, they decide, the, the Lakers decided to put Rui on him and have AD as that, as that free safety. Even, even when that was the case, Jokic always found good shots and, and the Nuggets found good shots, especially they always made the extra pass of just getting open looks for the rest of their the rest of their team. And that's just what was killing them, is even if Jokic was having a off-shooting night by his standards, like an off-shooting night by him, shooting off 45, 50% instead of the 60 that he was doing in the regular season. It's just what you give up there, or what you take there, you give up in the rest of the team, just consistently making shots. And you've seen that throughout the playoffs. Hmm. And that is just the value of a player like Jokic, or like a LeBron, as you say, over someone who's just more of a pure scorer is there's just so much more you have to consider about their game when it comes to stopping them. No, completely. I mean, in terms of, of this one, the, I mean, LeBron retiring, I don't think will happen. I think it is just for the cameras. And it's like the, the thing that I saw was like, if you asked someone who's just come off of a like 10 mile run, if they're going to run again ever, they're probably <laughs> going to say no, but they're going to run <laughs> yeah. again. Like, um, it, it is that aspect of it. I think that there's probably something in his mind of that. I, I also saw that he could technically go and play at Bronny's College for a year because he never did. So there is <laughs> people say that he might go and do that, which would be really funny, but obviously that's not going to happen. I think that um, he's there's no way you take a year out because then when he comes back, regardless of who you are if you take a year off of doing something you've done for 20 years and then you come back into it there's going to be a big step down from what from what there was so i don't think that that happens i think look in the off season things are definitely going to change at the lakers for what's going to occur that again like we've mentioned before we'll talk about during our off season as well but this is just uh, the props of uh, Jamal Murray's been great and everything, but I'm not yeah. going to lie. This is all Jokic. This isn't the case of a one, like they're a great one to punch for it, but this is all Jokic now. It's more of that you can double him, but then he's got such a good team around him as well. Cause Denver, it's not a, a cop out answer for it. Denver just probably do have the most stacked team now at this point. You've got Jamal yeah. Murray that you can defer to. You've got Michael Porter, Ju uh, Michael Porter Jr. When he's on it, he's red hot from three in any case. Aaron Gordon is by no means like a role player. He's a very good player that could go across on another team and be mm -hmm. a second, third asset, potentially maybe not second. But KCP as well has been great. And then you've got Bruce Brown off the bench. Yeah, he's been really brand. good. That's yeah. really good. It's, and it's you can defer to him at times as well to be yeah. a guy that can get 20 to 25 points. Yeah, and they're not, it's interesting because they're not a super deep team. They only run like their starting five and then two or three off the bench. But it's just, the versatility of the players that they have. Mm. Yeah. There, there's there's very, just so many ways it, they can attack you and defend it's, it, it's very plug and play. They can change quite a bit up. And it's yeah. something that, again, this Nikola Jokic sort of, I'm not going to call it an era, but the way of which he's now been playing for some time as this sort of centre that is a pass first centre that is averaging triple doubles out of his ass. 
it's just something that is quite mesmerizing. It doesn't look like the rainbow threes he was putting up over AD. They're that just was unbelievable. They're not something they're <laughs> not new as well. He's done them for ages. They're yeah. not fluky shots. Like it's the whole it's the whole argument of that Dame Lillard shot that was over Paul George. You're like, that's a bad shot. For Jokic, if he hits more than if he hits these at somewhat of a consistent rate, they're not bad shots for him. It's just what it is. Yeah, I think when when you consider where this season started for the Lakers and where this ended, you would have, I think a Laker fan would have snapped your hand off for it because I think they started two and yeah. eleven. What was it? But I don't think, uh, and we, if, I'm not going to really lend too much credence into the LeBron retiring thing. But he's not ending on a four and zero sweep. I'm sorry. When they're making his documentary, when they're making his biopic in a couple of years' time, there is no way he's ending on a on a sour note. Being no, but being but dumped that, out by that, the that, European yeah. big man. <laughs> that quote there is ready for. Then they'll be like, yeah, and the Lakers got swept four zero, and LeBron was talking about retirement, and then it cuts to like a, a faded black screen, and then like a firework bang explosion. He comes yeah. back the next year and he tries and wins it all like that's what it's going to be but i will say um, i find it difficult to see how they get better from this i don't know about you two and like i said we can talk about this more in depth when we do this type of off-season thing but i'm not sure like it's not like lebron's gonna get any better in terms of his stamina and his fitness as as time goes on so what we what we're looking at here is it's hard to say i, I don't i don't think he'll get better because that's a silly thing to say but no. i mean at the geese's age and, and how he's performed in any case I don't think he's necessarily going to suddenly fall off a cliff and be bad. No. He might be a little bit worse next year, but there's no reason from what I've seen now. And again, no one's really given them the, the motive of that. And I know it's different, but when KD joined the Suns, everyone was like, give him time, settle in. This season isn't it for them and all of this sort of stuff. It's a completely different rhetoric with the Lakers. I think next season Again, they're going to move some pieces around. DeAndre Russell will not be there next year. You can that is a that is a Charles Barkley guarantee right there of what that is. Once they move a few pieces about, there is scope and rhyme and reason where you can suggest that in the regular season, in any case, they'll be a lot better, which would then theoretically put them in a better stead for the playoffs next year. And I hate talking about the playoffs next year because it's such a long while away and we're still in it now. But I, it's not. It's a it's a much better outlook than what the Lakers yeah. going into next year are going to have a much better outlook than they did last year. Is all I'll say. Yeah, definitely. yeah, and you got that young core as well who can. You know, you might say LeBron and AD maybe aren't going to be able to hit a new level because you know they're playing so they play so well when they've been in the league for, for so long now. But you know, you got that young core can definitely improve, and as George said, you can you can move the roster around a little bit, pick up some guys that. Can make can maybe elevate him and hopefully, as you said, hate prospecting from this far away. But hopefully, they won't have had as many minutes on them as they had this playoffs when they had to start from the playing game. If they get a higher seed, maybe they get a bit of an easier ride through it. Completely. Um, right then, so I mean, we're not going to spend too much time. We were going to we're going to keep this to a condensed pod. Um, so we'll talk more in depth about the NBA finals probably after it's happened. We might have a pod during if it gets to a, a deep stage and it, and it and it runs far but i'll simply ask you this one boys it's the simple age-old question <laughs> one who's winning the nba finals if we're going to go off the fact that the miami get through who's going to win the nba finals and how many games lewis how i go to you first uh i'm gonna go with denver because i just think they, they are the best team and they have the best player yeah, I, I would agree. I'd say the heat are probably going to be the ones to come through on the other side i just don't see boston winning the next three and for me, I, I will say six, just because I want to give the Heat, you know, the benefit of the doubt for what they've shown 
throughout this playoffs, even though I do think that Denver is a much better team. And also, the, I think the matchup is just horrendous for Miami. For Jokic and for Murray, I just don't think they've got the players. They haven't got the size for Jokic, and they haven't got the guards to defend Jamal Murray either. So when that two-man game comes in, I just think it's going to... It's just going to be. I mean, it has been unstoppable. Weird, it'll be unstoppable again. Um, yeah, a bit boring, but I'm going to go for the same, the same result and the same amount of games as Lewis. I don't know why. I just feel like Miami shouldn't be written off too much. I do. Like, it's weird because I do tend to agree. I don't think the matchup suits them whatsoever. But I, I just do think they just got that dog, don't they? Just keep going sometimes. Yeah. And I think the, you know, Spolstra will. Well, you know, he'll come up with some adjustments for Jokic. I'm not sure if size is really the best approach for Jokic at this stage. You saw where, where you know, the Lakers threw him Rui. That had a bit more success for him, not to a great extent, but something like that. And I think Bam maybe calls him some issues. I'm not too sure. But I feel like the Heat have deserved a bit of credence. So I'll give him, I'll give him two games, but I just think the Nuggets, this is theirs to win. And if they don't, they'll be disappointed. Um. So for me... And I'll make this completely public. I really want Miami to win this because I'd love to see Jimmy Butler. I think not mm. that, and again, this is something that you can easily go on every time. Not that I think this is his last and final chance, but I don't think he's going to get a better opportunity in a while again to make this. I could be completely wrong and I hope I am. I'd love Miami to win this and they have gone all playoffs of proving people wrong. Yeah. But I can't this this time again. We said this when they when they were going into this series against the Celtics. This time, I do just think Denver are too deep, and I don't think they're going to be able to beat them. And also, when you look at the sort of the previous games that they've played against the Nuggets over the last sort of five years, they've beaten once. They've played mm -hmm. twice a season. They've beaten once in five years. I just don't think in any way, shape, or form this series goes any far. I, I think this is going to be a gentleman sweep. I think Jimmy Butler is the classic. He'll get you one. And I think they're going to have, like, mm. it, whether it be on the road or it be at home, it doesn't seem to matter for this Miami team as well. I know there's a the whole Denver altitude stuff, but if Tyler Hero's back, they might get two. But And I know he's been cleared to play basketball again, but he's not got a timeline of when he is back. But for me, it will be Den Denver and five, Jokic finals MVP. Um, and Jokic could easily get a sort of 35 points average because I think Bam Adebayo is going to have a torrid time against him. Mm. So it's uh, yeah. it's going to be one of these one of these ones. But um, yeah, all boring answers. Me saying Nuggets and five, yeah. thousand, you know, yeah. Nuggets but, and yeah, six. Uh, so we, go. we do, as you say, even though we all picked Denver and yeah, it was pretty boring. Still trying to give Heat the Heat as much credit as we can because of how well they've played. And yeah, uh, absolutely. Say, yeah, and as Louis said before, when it comes to you know their mentality, I think the difference from them and the Lakers will be there was a lot of time the Lakers where they had a lead and they'd come out in a quarter, and it'd almost be like they're expecting Denver to kind of be run of the mill, but Denver would just come out and kill them in, in mm -hmm. at the start of the quarters and go on runs. And Miami is a team where you you don't expect them to come out not firing on all cylinders when they have an advantage or or need to get an advantage which I think will be the difference with them and some of the teams the Nuggets have played. We, we also Absolutely. need to look back at our brackets because they've all been horrifically wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll do, we'll do, I got Denver in the finals at least, but that yeah. was, that was we'll, it. We'll, um, <laughs> we'll do that when, when, we, uh, when we sit down after the NBA finals is fully done. That might be when we sit down next. Uh, when we sit down and discuss all that, we'll absolutely look back at what our, our bracket predictions were, see where we went wrong. 
um, and go from there. I mean, Louis, I know you kind of want Denver to win, I assume, because you've had them and you've picked uh, them from there. Louis, do you want a Denver win or do you want a Miami win? Uh, like, if, honest, you could, if you want one. If I had to pick, I'd pick Denver just because I think Jokic is probably one of my favourite players in the NBA. Well, he's one of my favourite players in the NBA. But I would also very happily see the Heat win as well because it's, it's not like a team thing. It's just I, I really like Jokic, but I also really like Jimmy Butler and I'd love to see him get a ring especially considering how he's had to fight against the odds essentially his entire basketball career yeah, so that would be a great culmination of that too I, I i'm not gonna lie, i wouldn't even mind if the celtics got for him one so I, I i'm happy with any any other scenarios really yeah the only one i didn't really want to win was the lakers because i think yeah. <laughs> i don't really like the lakers because they're just like the manchester united of basketball if i'm quite honest and secondly uh I also feel like I wanted someone new crowned. And so, you know, any of those other teams, there'll be someone new at the, at the top of the pile a little bit. You know, someone who's, who's won a championship. Do you know what, so... Lewis? I, for one, am shocked that I didn't hear Louis <laughs> wanting to win. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. That's what I am yeah, shocked. He, he just I just couldn't stand to see that. <laughs> uh, I won't take the victory lap on that, but uh, when he's playing for uh, playing in China next year, I don't know. It's probably I, won't, not I, won't, <laughs> I won't say the victory lap on that comes out of a China comment. You no, best be, believe when be... we sit down, this man's going to take a victory lap. So I do, I do wonder where that he'll go. I think maybe a Brooklyn Brooklyn comeback that could be yeah, something. Yeah, that... it, it'll be it'll be something along those lines. But um, we'll wrap that one up there. We may come back and sit down before the NBA finals. If not, we'll have our wrap up one at the end of the season when we know who has been crowned NBA champion for this year. Uh, thank you very much for listening and or watching if you are watching please leave us a review uh, please leave us a review i should say and consider hitting the subscribe button on youtube if you're listening to us on audio leave us a review on there give us a five stars it would help us out more than you could possibly imagine for louis halpin for lewis howard and for myself thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one peace